0: Well, hello and welcome to the Brian Hornback Podcast. Um, wow, I'm not sure what episode this is. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> we're going to go ahead and get started here. It is um, right into December. Uh, here we are. Um, it's being recorded on uh, December 11th, I believe. Um, and so, hey, it's, uh, it's a great time uh, to be alive and in East Tennessee. And wow, that's bright. Anyway, working with some new equipment here. If you've noticed on the uh, on the on the YouTube, uh, we got a different angle uh, because uh, we have a new light, and uh, with that new light comes a new um, holder for the camera. And so you're looking more at me. You're looking more at my printer. You're looking at the where the trusty uh, telephone is being charged. And the trusty iPad for uh, work is being charged. And uh, right now you're looking outside and it's daylight, which is kind of unusual for those of you on YouTube, because normally it's dark. Uh, but anyway, here we are, uh, 1st of December. Uh, things are ratcheted up in Knox County in East, in East Tennessee. And we're not just going to talk about Knoxville today. We're going to talk about something that happened a couple of days ago down in Monroe County Tennessee. For those of you not familiar with East Tennessee, uh, those of you that might have uh, moved here uh, from uh, up north and you haven't gotten out and about yet, Monroe County is kind of um, southwest. Uh, well, it's definitely south and a little bit of a little bit of west. But anyway, uh, so for those of you um, that ain't from around here, uh, immediately to our west is Loudon County. And then immediately to our south of Knoxville, or where I I live, um, is Maryville and Blount County. So on the other side of Blount and Loudoun County is Monroe County. Monroe County is the county that has Vonowar, great little town, and they have Madisonville. And they have Sweetwater. uh, And they have Telco Plains. Uh, So those are some of the communities that are in Monroe County. Uh, now, about a week ago yesterday, well, we could go Thursday, I don't need to say yesterday because we're recording this on a Saturday, uh, there was an incident at Sequoia High School, one of the high schools in Monroe County, where a, um, where a school resource officer uh, had come in contact with a vape pen. Now, those of you that um, know what a vape pen is, it's supposedly the alternative to smoking cigarettes, um, tobacco smoke. Um, It's a pen that has liquid in it. Uh, You smoke it. Basically, you're inhaling nicotine. Um, And anyway, this pen had fentanyl in it, which is a a high-dose opioid, uh, and it caused three people to have to be um, more or less resuscitated by uh narcan which um is the the injection they give you they give to uh, individuals that have overdosed to bring them back so you had a school resource officer and a couple of other employees that came in contact with this vape pen uh how they came in contact whether that was by um touching it or or whatever uh it caused them to black out and they use narcan to revive them accordingly so the school was uh, obviously, at the time this happened, things went um, kind of crazy. They, they um, went and um, locked down the school, eventually um, dismissed everybody. They closed the school the next day for, quote, cleaning the school, cleaning and sanitizing the school. I use quotation marks for those of you on YouTube. And, um, but they also did training for the school staff to recognize uh, students that are um, using drugs or whatever. So anyway, so that's that happened. Uh, But anyway, so what why are we talking about this a week, week, week and a half later? Talk about a week and a half later, because uh, the other night uh, I happened to be watching the Monroe County School Board, which I do on a regular basis because it's televised and it's on YouTube. And it's, and I watched it live, started watching about midway through. It's, it's about an hour long uh, school board meeting, but I started watching it and um, I noticed the room was packed, which in the past, when I watched Monroe County school board, there's nobody there other than the school board members and some staff folks. And um, toward the end, a, uh, a father's kind of speaks out from the audience and says, you know, what are you going to do about Sequoia? My kid's scared to go to school to which one of the board members asked the board chair, um, would you please explain the procedures so that people aren't interrupting our meeting? So he begins to, um, the, the chairman begins to, uh, explain that in order to speak to the Monroe County school board, you have to make a request 10 days in advance to the superintendent's office. Um, and, uh, then you can speak. Now, there was one lady that has spoke uh, at this meeting. Her name was Miss Davis. She, um, she talked about the lack of textbooks at Sequoia, the school where the incident happened. She talked about the fact that when there's fights between students, um, there's charges made on those students by the uh, Monroe County Sheriff's Department, which she, she, she said she wasn't aware of that. She wanted some answers to that, and then she also spoke uh, briefly about uh, the incident of the vape pen. Uh, but Monroe County is an interesting county in the fact that it's very rural. Um, you know, there's there's some population that that have some wealth, uh, and there's some population that don't. So it's kind of a it's kind of a good mixture. Uh, still very rural um, is the best. Thing I can describe about uh, Monroe County, um, but the interesting thing about it is that they would have such a, the school board would have such a policy that you have to ask 10 days in advance. Now in Knox County, if you want to speak, uh, you just got to sign up, I think a day or two before the actual meeting and they have public forum. One of the school board members, a guy that I really didn't know about much. I don't really know much about the Monroe County School Board. I watch them as I watch a lot. You know, I watch Loudon County Commission, I watch Loudon uh, uh, Loudon School Board, I watch Lenore City School Board, I watch um, I watch all the Knox County stuff. Uh, watch Rockwood uh, Roan Rock, County Commission, uh, but really not familiar with the people that much. But there's a school board member, Dean Williams, who went on to explain the reason for the ten day, the ten day, uh, advance notice to speak to the Monroe County School Board, and he, and he said it's a, um, a cooling off period. Now, cooling off period—that's an interesting term, um, because was there a cooling off period when the parents found out that there was a vape pen that caused three people to, I guess, become unconscious. There wasn't any discussion about what happened at Sequoia or what Sequoia was doing, uh, other than the fact that they've cleaned it up and they've given some training, Um, but no real discussion uh, at all at the school board meeting about it. Uh, because you know i guess it's an ongoing investigation they arrested a kid i guess i guess the kid's still locked up in ju- juvenile uh, but anyway uh, this is all interesting in the fact that earlier this year uh, this same school board had a very in my opinion from what i'd seen a very competent very dedicated superintendent of schools and Lo and behold, a few days before the school board was to meet, uh, we find out that they're going to sever ties with this superintendent and they're going and, and they're going to give her a buyout. Now, that's interesting that a county with the socioeconomic um of Monroe County would have the money to buy out a superintendent or a director of schools a year or two in advance of of their contract being up right uh but they did and uh, they immediately put in a um an interim director of schools christy windsor don't know much about her i'm assuming she's from monroe the director that they got rid of um african-american who was from monroe county uh, who'd gone on and, and was working over in memphis or shelby county schools uh, in, in a director position, not a, not the superintendent position, but you know, like an assistant director position. Uh, and they brought her there and test scores really improved. Morale was up. Um, but you know, the biggest problem she had was working with the the Monroe County commission. They, they didn't really like it. They didn't really like her uh, because she kept, you know, more or less saying we need more money. And you know, they, they didn't want to do that. So, um, that's kind of that's kind of where it was, and, and they put this Christy Windsor in it, and I'm assuming now that she's the full-time director of the Monroe County Schools. Um but you had that, and then now you have this situation, and and just to give you another little example of Monroe County is Monroe County. And you just really can't make this stuff up is that channel eight on the day that they had the incident at Sequoia uh, channel. I mean, all the TV stations were down there. All all three of the major TV stations from Knoxville were down there. Um, but channel eight goes on air and um, they're interviewing a gentleman who has a, who has a student at Sequoia high school. Um, and he's talking about, you know, he's concerned about his, about his student, obviously, um and I I think he even made some reference to maybe potentially taking him out, and maybe homeschooling him. But when you look at when you look at the, the guy's hat and you look at the guy's shirt, uh it said may uh made it was the Madisonville vape shop, uh made vapes. Um and uh, I went to the Facebook page for uh, that particular establishment, and those shirts are like fourteen ninety nine, and the hats are like twenty nine ninety nine. But it was just interesting that uh, you have a vape that caused this situation—a uh, fentanyl-laced vape. Uh, and I'm not saying that the vape itself was purchased with fentanyl in it. Uh, obviously, once you buy a vape. Uh, you have to buy, I'm assuming, I don't really know much about vapes, never owned one, never used one. Um, but, um, wherever the, the vape came from, obviously it wasn't purchased with fentanyl in it. Um, but that, you know, it it is what it is. Right. So, um, you know, I was told, I've not confirmed this, but that the owner of made, made vapes, um. Might have been that gentleman. Again, I don't know that. That's just something I was told. So, you know, not that I care that it's the owner. I just found it interesting that here we are talking about a vape pen that was laced with fentanyl, which, again, we don't know where the fentanyl came from. Um, But um, it's just interesting that the person they're interviewing was wearing a vape hat and a vape shirt from the local vape shop. Now, that vape pen... Uh, that caused all that problem could have been bought in Knoxville, could have been bought in any number of places. It could have been bought online. I mean, that is the real problem with vapes and the the material that people are filling the vapes with is that they're being bought online and you don't really know if what you're buying online is really what you're buying online. Okay. You know, it, it could say that it's cherry flavored, you know, Whatever. Uh, and when you get it, I mean, it could have something like fentanyl that, you know, but, you know, anyway, I guess that's all for the Monroe County Sheriff to figure out later. But um, that is what's going on in Monroe County. Now let's talk about a little bit what happened this week in Knox County. Uh, we have a judge, uh, probably in my opinion, one of the best judges that Knox County's had on the general sessions. Uh, Bench, we got five good general sessions judges. But uh, Judge Jeff Emery uh, is retiring after 35 years as one of our general sessions court judges. The county commission back in the middle of November had uh, sought um, applications, resumes from uh, attorneys who are interested in being the general sessions court judge. There were four folks that put their name in. Now, now Judge Emery had already announced that he was not. Um, going to run uh, next year in the May 3rd Republican primary and the, and the August 6th general election. So um, people were already preparing uh, to potentially run. You had a Judd Davis who works uh, in the uh, district attorney's office as an assistant district attorney uh, who was, who is running. You have Sharon Frankenberg who's, a local lawyer who's also the uh, uh, also a Knox County magistrate. Those are the kind of people that go between um, signing the warrants and setting the bonds uh, before they go to General Sessions Court. Uh, she's one of five uh, that does that job. Uh, she's already announced that she's running. Uh, you had a gentleman who's also a magistrate, Ray Jenkins, um, who had said he was going to run, but now he's backed out. And then you have a Democrat, Sarah Keith, who also works in the District Attorney General's office, uh, same office Judd Davis works in, uh, who, had, uh, who is running as a Democrat. Uh, but those both Sarah Keith and Judd Davis applied, as did uh, Rocky, Rockford King, as did Carrie O'Rear. Carrie O'Rear and Rockford King are both um, private attorneys uh, or, or work in private practice, don't work in a government practice government role uh and so the county commission on uh, tuesday interviewed those four they then uh went out of that uh, interview process uh and immediately went into the meeting to uh, name a successor to take place after december 31st presumably on january 1st i guess or on january 2nd uh, because january 1st will be a holiday um and um both um Judd Davis and Sarah Keith were nominated uh, and it went down party lines. There's nine uh, county commissioners who are Republican and there's two uh, county commissioners who are Democrat. And so the vote was nine to two, (coughs) excuse me, um, to support um, or to to name, nominate uh, Judd Davis. Um, And then after that nomination process, it was nine to two. The two Democrats voted for Sarah Keith the nine Republican commissioners uh, voting for voting to nominate Judd Davis. And then it was a vote of 11 to zero uh, to appoint uh, Judd Davis. Now this is only until September, till August 31st at 11 59, 59 PM when that term would end. So this is only filling the um, the term of Jeff Emery. Um, And so uh, obviously elections will, um, determine who's going to be the next um, General Sessions judge. Uh, but uh, obviously, um, one of the other um, online news sources, uh, one of their writers had written recently uh, that it's going to call this action is going to cost Sarah Keith her job. There's a rule within the District Attorney General's office that, if you're an employee of the district attorney general's office, you cannot run against a sitting judge. And so uh, Sarah Keith presumably will lose her job on January the 1st, if she continues to run for this position, because obviously uh, Judd Davis will now become the general Sessions judge in this division two. Um, And so I feel a sneeze coming on. Um, and so, obviously Judd Davis understood the gamble. Uh, he understood that had, um, Sarah Keith had gotten the nomination that, uh, he would not have been able to run against, um, Miss Keith, if she were the judge, the interim judge. Um, and so it's presumed that Sarah Keith would have also understood that same rule. Um, and so I just find it interesting that this particular writer of a, a website that obviously kind of leans liberal. Um, there's one that, you know, Compass are liberal, but they're good. Two good guys. Scott and Jesse are good guys. I enjoy working with Scott and work around Scott and Jesse, not work with them, work around them. Cause we, we know Brian Hornback doesn't work with anybody. Right. Anyway, <clears throat> Jesse and Scott are good guys. They're, they're. I don't think that they, they would, they would, they would agree that they're probably liberal. Um, Knox views is liberal, uh, and the other uh, online entity is I would consider liberal, concert, con, uh, other than than mine. Um, and so, Sarah Keith is quoted in this op-ed article. Um, about you know, she's still going to continue her campaign, and she'll be practicing private law, yada yada. Or she going to go do something else? And I, I just don't understand. It's not like the law the 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 rule was created just for this situation. Charm Allen, our district attorney general, has had this rule for some time. Um, it's not it's not something dog treats it's not something that um, is new. It's not something that was put into place just for this election to punish a Democrat lawyer who uh, is wanting to run for um, general sessions judge. And so it's, um, but that's the way it was portrayed uh, in this particular op-ed column. Uh, And it's just, it's just unfair. It's just not right. Um, and so that's kind of where we're at um but uh I think Judd Davis will do a good job on the general sessions bench. I think he'll um he'll campaign vigorously um I think um you know between he and Sharon Frankenberg in may um, you know it'll be a good campaign uh and uh, if Rock King if Rocky King gets in it, the other guy that applied um that I don't know if he's a Republican or a Democrat, but anyway whatever he is, um, if he runs or anybody else runs, it's going to be a good campaign. Um, Judd has been the treasurer for the Knox County Republican Party before. He stepped down this uh, last reorganization because he knew that he was going to run for General Sessions judge. Um, And so, you know, it's – it is what it is. Uh, But, uh, you know, to portray someone as a victim uh, losing their job – uh, because of, um, seeking a position, you know, it's just not right. Uh, and so just wanted to lay out the facts of that situation. Uh, I don't really suspect a whole lot, um, coming out of controversial coming out of County commission this month. Uh, the merit system thing has been ixnayed by the, um, by the law director. And so, um, you know, there's some there's some legal movements so I understand within the court system um, that we'll probably get to talk about again later. Um, December 20th is when you can start picking up petitions uh, to run for office in the May 3rd Republican uh, Repo- or Democrat primary, um, and so we'll be talking about that some more. Uh, picked up some advertisers on Brownhornback.com, so I encourage you to go check that out. Um, if you're not already going to brianhornback.com, I encourage you to do that. Uh, this blog's been going on, I think, for a little over a year, so uh, I might try to do a year-end recap uh, in, in a couple of weeks when we get toward the end of the year. But I anticipate that we'll be back uh, to kind of talk about uh, some things in and around Knox County. Uh, Watch the Clinton uh, parade uh, last night on um, – Online, uh, so there's obviously some races going on in, in Clinton, in uh, Anderson County, uh, and so we'll be we'll be t- touching a lot of these other counties and, and what they're doing politically uh, with campaigns and whatnot. But I just wanted to thank you for tuning in uh, to the Brian Hornback podcast. I want to talk. Uh, if you want to watch that Monroe County uh, School Board meeting, go to my uh, website, BrianHornback.com. Uh, There's a story up about Monroe County Needs uh, a Revolution is the name of the story. And the link to that school board meeting is within that story. So go check that out. Um, There's uh, obviously a story up uh, when Judd Davis uh, was uh, uh, nominated and and appointed uh, to the the unexpired or what was going to be the unfulfilled term of Judge Jeff Emery. Uh, Jeff's a friend. Uh, His wife is a dear friend of ours. Um, Their their three boys are great uh, folks. So uh, it's sad to see the Emory's, sad to see Jeff retire and and, uh, get out of the public eye somewhat. But um, just know that um, Jeff Emory served Knox County with distinction for 35 years as as a General Sessions court judge. And um, he's just a really good guy. Just a great guy. And uh, whoever takes his place will have some big shoes to fill. And um, that's about all for now. So thanks for thanks for listening. If you're listening to uh, the podcast on any of the uh, podcast streams, or if you're checking us out on YouTube, give us a like, give us a share, uh, give us a rating. Uh, same on podcast. Give us a like, give us a share. Um, we're on uh, Twitter at Mega, M-E-G-A uh, underscore, bullhorn b-u-l-l-h-o-r-n or you can go to my other twitter which is brian hornback uh, we're on instagram we're on facebook just brianhornback.com spell out the dot it's brian hornback d-o-t-c-o-m brianhornback.com at uh, instagram and at facebook and we thank you very much and y'all have a great weekend uh, so far We've survived some of the storms, Bowling Green and Mayfield, Kentucky, got hit pretty bad um, overnight. But uh, here in Knoxville, we had some pretty nasty storms earlier. Uh, But as you can see, we have power here, and uh, we're doing all right. So, again, thank you all for tuning in, and we'll be talking to you again real soon.